to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Life is punctuated with moments, lots of them, heaps of them, millions of them. Some of those moments are more memorable than others. Does anyone remember the last time they filled their car up with petrol? Um, maybe, yeah, was it on a Tuesday, Monday when it's the cheap petrol? Um, I can't actually remember when I last filled up my car with petrol. Does anyone remember the moment that they got their driver's licence? Oh yeah, even though that wasn't last week for me, might have been last week for someone, was it last week for anyone? Anyone get their driver's licence last week? No. Even though it was a lot longer time ago than last time I filled up with petrol, it's much more memorable for me. Those, those, those memories come flooding back because memorable moments have impacted us. They're the ones that have changed the game for us. We go from being totally dependent upon our parents, please drive me here and please drive me there and I'll, I'll have to drive, uh, ride my push bike or I'll have to walk or I'll have to get public transport, all of a sudden to freedom, baby! I've got my driver's license. Watch out, world! My 1979 green Holden Gemini, it's on the road. $600 it cost. Oh! I didn't have that money. My dad had to pay for it and I had to pay him back. <laughs> but the moments we remember most seem to be the ones that have impacted our lives the most. These are the moments that matter. Maybe when we graduated from high school or, or university, those memories come, come flooding back or maybe Bible college or we finished our apprenticeship or we started our first job. I'm sure the memories are flooding back right now. Maybe it was the moment, the memorable moment we met our future spouse or our first kiss or the first time we said, ah, I love you, I think. Or when we proposed or were proposed to and of course that wedding day is a very memorable moment. Maybe for parents out there, the moment... You found out you were pregnant. Maybe that birth moment, very memorable. Very memorable. Maybe the moment that your, your child, one of your children, first said their word, their first word. Of course it was dada. It's always dada. Because it's easy. Or maybe it was the time you saw your, your child walk for the first time. It's coming, Joel and Michaela. It's coming. We're praying that in. We're believing. Sila, we'll walk through the doors of C3 North Perth. Surrender her heart to Jesus. And in this day and age, we hear a lot about the importance of the journey, about the daily routine, and, and they're, they're so important. You know, what we do between the moments that matter is significant. But it's the moments that matter that actually fuel, that provide a spark for those lifestyles and habits that are formed. The seed of an amazing legacy, the legacy that you and I want to leave on this planet, that is built on moments that matter. But not all moments that matter are confined to the good, the fun, the sunshine and rainbow moments. 
Some of those most defining moments that you and I have experienced in our lives have been moments of loss, of grief, of pain, of suffering. They've shaped us too. A moment can matter in our lives whether it's built us up or torn us down. Great moments that matter and terrible moments that matter, they're equally part of all of our stories. And as Christians, you and I are not immune from those not so great, those terrible moments. However, the way that those moments can matter to us when God is in the picture can look completely different. As you and I include him, as we look to him, as we seek him, as we obey him, the the plethora of moments that matter in life can look different, can have a different taste, a different feel, a different outcome, and can lead to a different sacred moment. The Apostle Paul in Romans 8.28 writes, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose in all the moments that matter. In all the moments that matter, the great, the devastating, God is faithful. God is a loving saviour. He is our Lord. He is our strong deliverer. He is on our side. And as you and I walk with him by our side, as God continually calls us near to seek him, to serve him, to shine him wherever we go, In this season, as a church, there's this heightened sense of of stepping into the freedom that Jesus made a way for us to live in, that freedom to live a life to the full, freedom to see and experience God like we've never seen before, to rise in faith, to rise in expectation, to access His incomparably great power for us and for those around us. Moments that matter in this season can impact, they can accelerate, they can bring depth, they can make a way for us to step boldly into what God has for us and to make a difference. And the life of Moses in the Old Testament has always fascinated me. He was one of the most incredible men of God on the planet. He stood up to the most powerful person on the planet at the time, the king of Egypt. He led his people out of slavery. He overcame his own flaws. He did the most miraculous things. He walked and talked with God. He was so close. And so when we're reading these highlights, these memorable moments for Moses, of course he had it easy, right? (laughs) It was the opposite. Murder, exile for 40 years, self-doubt, he was riddled by it, rebellion, disobedience, all having serious ramifications for him at a personal level. The, The moments that mattered for Moses weren't all good ones, but he goes down as one of the most incredible examples of someone who trusted God and influenced many. And so what can you and I learn through the scripture that can help us, as we read the life of Moses, that can help us in our lives in this season, in the moments that matter for us. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come today. You would come and have your way. We open our hearts to you. We want to hear from you. We want you close. We want you near. We want to see God afresh today. 
And God, we want to grab a hold of freedom. God, we want to step into those divine moments, Lord, that would shift and change us. And so help us today. We're all ears. Amen. And so I'm going to highlight just five of the many moments in Moses' life that mattered. And I know that one or a number of these moments and Moses' actions connected to those moments will resonate with each of us here today. Number one, Moses didn't allow a destructive moment to define him. We're going to read a fair bit of scripture today. Anyone want to say amen? amen? I just believe the word of God is better than my words. So I'm going to spend more time reading his word where I could be speaking my own words today. Exodus 2 verse 11 we're going to read from. One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He'd grown up in the king's palace. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people, and looking this way and and looking that. Seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian. And hit him in the sand. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? And the man said, who made you judge, ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, what I did must have become known. No beating around the bush right here. Moses took another human being's life. And then he covered it up. This is a horrendous and destructive moment for him. And yeah, he saw an injustice. He knew it was wrong, and that's good, right? It's good that we see injustice. It's good that we see that there are wrongs, and we know the difference between right and wrong. That is great. But then he acted in a destructive and wrong way. And I know that this is an extreme case, but how often can you and I see the right way? We can see the injustice. We can see the wrong that's taking place, yet we can act and respond in the wrong way in life. I think about encouraging people. (laughs) And we can see someone and we can see them do something great or or, or be someone and, and, and then we want to encourage and we're thinking of all these incredible words that we want to say. So we have these great intentions to go and encourage someone and tell them that they're, they're doing great. And then we, we, we formulate these words in our head and then we go up to them and then it's a disaster. The words come out wrong and for them it feels like a slap in the face. We can have the right intentions, but we can so often deliver wrongly. And we can, you and I can, and, and have made mistakes in life. We've made poor judgments. We've made errors in our lives. And some of those moments have led to small consequences. Some have had significant and destructive consequences. Maybe when we were younger, we really made a mess. We really stuffed up. We did damage to ourselves and to others. Maybe we began something for a bit of fun, tried something. Let's just try that. And then that turned has turned since into a stronghold in our lives and an addiction or a habit that keeps us pinned down. Maybe a relationship in our past has ended badly and it now haunts haunts every future relationship. Maybe a, a wrong financial decision has caused strain on our family. Maybe a recent failure or a recent fearful experience has led 
that led to an occasional negative thought has now exploded into a full negative mindset that haunts us every day. Or maybe it was a destructive moment that happened to us. Maybe we're a victim. And a moment that caused trauma has mattered ever since because it's formed a part of our identity and has now defined how we see ourselves and others. You see, there's always a price to pay in destructive moments. There are consequences. There was a price to pay for Moses. A life was ended. Blood was on Moses' hands. He was exiled for 40 years. This also meant that there was 40 more years of slavery for his own people. In our destructive moments, there's a price to pay. But one of those prices to pay isn't that we sit in that moment for the rest of our lives and say, that is my lot in life. God does not want you and I to define ourselves by that moment, just as he doesn't want us to define others by their destructive moment. Moses didn't allow the destructive moment to define him for the rest of his life. I'm sweating so badly up here. I need to take my jacket off. Is that okay? I misread the temperature in this room. Verse 15. When Pharaoh heard of this, he tried to kill Moses. So Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, had heard what Moses had done. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and he went to live in Midian where he sat down by a well. Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters. And they came to draw water and fill the troughs to water their father's flock. Some shepherds came along and drove them away. But Moses got up and came to their rescue and watered their flock. See, Moses soon got another opportunity to respond to injustice. And this time he did it the right way. He didn't lash out. He didn't respond in an extreme way. He didn't allow his last memory of a similar moment to prevent him from doing the right thing this time. It didn't define him. Moses created a new normal, a new standard. And and God, he wants us free from our past, free from those chains of our destructive moments. They won't define us. They won't keep us held back. And, And God is the God who wants to restore God God is the God who wants to redeem. He is the God of the bounce back. He is the one that can make things right, can get us back on our feet when we've fallen down. He gets us moving again. God is the God who brings healing and makes a way for us to truly live free. And we're going to have a moment a bit later on to pray. We're going to see the past broken of people's lives today. Number two, Moses stepped into divine moments. Exodus 3, we're going to read from verse 1. Man, I'm still so hot. Now Moses, there's no options though. Now Moses was tending the flock. There's no options. Believe me, there's no options. I know Joel would want another, there's no. Now Moses was... Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. 
There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that fruit, though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. Verse 4, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Verse 7, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are pressing are oppressing them verse 10 so now go I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people the Israelites out of Egypt a divine moment with God brings clarity to our purpose clarity to who we are and Moses saw something divine he saw something supernatural he saw something strange And he stepped towards it. He stepped into it. He wasn't 100% sure what was going on. It was weird. It was strange. But he stepped in because there was this curiosity. There was a hunger to see. There was a hunger to encounter. That stepping towards, that openness led to an encounter with God. One of the most powerful and sacred encounters recorded in the Bible. And this divine moment. This encounter with God, it changed Moses forever. And it changed the plight of the Israelites forever. It led to a promise coming to Moses. And it it led to power coming to Moses to bring freedom from slavery. A moment with God can change everything. In a moment, he can transform our hearts. And now it takes time sometimes to fully understand and and walk that out. But a divine moment can be a catalyst for transformation to be a reality. And so what divine moments are in front of us? What divine moments are in front of you and I to step into? God always asks for a step. He always asks for a stepping in because that step represents faith. That step represents an openness, a hunger, a desire to know God. Ascend Sunday nights for us to have those divine moments. Let's step in. Church, you're here today. Well done. Awesome. Connect group, our personal devotion. They're all potentially divine moments that can shift us. On Friday, I was at home, had a day off and... Lucy was in bed sleeping and I was praying and uh, I can't really remember what I was praying about in that moment but I, I felt just to repent and I got down on my knees and 
in that moment, I felt the presence of someone else in the room. Lucy hadn't woken up. Yoda the cat was outside. And I'd, I'd, I've felt the presence of God before, but I've never felt his presence like this, like a pers- another person was in the same room with me. And I was overwhelmed. I was, I was, there was this sense of awe. There was this sense of weight. There was this sense of his glory. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave. And I lingered in his presence. And that divine moment there as, as I stepped in and leant in and had that moment at home, it's changed me. I'm more hungry for him than ever before. And that same God can meet with all of us. A great friend of mine, John Kay, John Constantopoulos, I think he's at QB today, Talk about stepping into divine moments. He came on the recent Pilbara trip and he's been a Christian for a couple of years and he's, he, you know, it, that whole two years has been a bit of a journey. He's had these most incredible times, these most amazing times of, 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 of eyes open and seeing Jesus and, and stepping into his plan and promise for his life. But he's also had these moments of doubt and, and questioning it all. And, he, and I knew that he wanted this encounter. He wanted an encounter with God and it wasn't the main reason why he came on the trip, but who knows that it's a good step when you, when you step into serving others and showing the love of God to others, how God can rock up for you. And John encountered the presence of God up in the Pilbara like he'd never encountered him before. And we were praying at church, one of the services, I can't remember which service, and uh, we had uh, Anthony, one of the leaders of, the, of C3 Jigalong out, and I was praying for him, and someone else was behind him praying as well. And I, I just saw out of the corner of my eye, John got up from his chair and literally pushed the guy who was behind um, uh, Anthony, praying for him, so that he could stand pra- behind and start praying for Anthony as well. Talk about stepping in. Boom hip and shoulder. And he starts praying and, and, I'm, and we're praying freedom and life flowing into Anthony's world. And, and I look up and I see John's face and tears. He is overcome. He is overwhelmed by the presence of God. He stepped into a divine moment. And so when the next opportunity comes for you and I, let's take a step. Let's take a step. Let's step in. Number three, Moses chose his decisive moments. I know those two words are interchangeable. I'm making a point here. Moses chose his decisive moments. God met with Moses. God has this amazing encounter with Moses. He tells Moses how it's going to go down. And he said, go and and speak to Aaron. Aaron can be your voice piece. Go to the Israelites and tell them what's going to go down. And then we, we come to Exodus 5 verse 1. Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Let my people go. He's standing in front of the king of Egypt. He's standing in front of the most powerful person on the planet. And yes, God called him to it. 
but it was up to Moses to create that moment, to choose that moment. If freedom for humanity is the will of God, would you agree? Why hasn't it happened yet? Why doesn't it happen more? Why aren't we seeing the whole world being overcome and stepping into the freedom of God? Do you know why? Because freedom needs decisiveness. Men and women of God like Moses who overcome our doubts and fear and go, this is what I've heard from God. This is going to happen. And you know what? I'm going to choose that it's going to happen now. It's going to happen now. And God has given you and I the ability to choose, to choose our decisive moments. To choose is to decide. They're interchangeable words. What habit needs to shift in our world? What needs freedom in our lives? What next step do you and I need to take? And sometimes we can over-spiritualize it and say we're waiting for God to speak to us to do it. He's going to speak to us and then he's going to do it. And sometimes that over-spiritualizing masks our laziness. Because everything you and I need to step into that, everything you and I need to overcome that habit, everything you and I need to bring freedom in that area is living on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit, the very presence and power that raised Christ from the dead is living on the inside of us presence and power and God's timing is everything he's the ultimate watchman he's in control but what I've found is that God's timing often coincides with our choices and bang a decision moment takes place there's this alignment of faith with God's power our faith moment to bring healing, our line in the sand moment for fear to go or to forgive that person, our time to get water baptised moment. It's now. You can choose it. The power is in your hands. He's given you that power. Now is your decisive moment because it's clear in the Word of God. The Bible, God's words to you and I, We can look at them the same way as God's words to Moses. God is a healer and he loves us. It's clear in the word of God that forgiveness is a command, not a suggestion. It is clear in the word of God that fear isn't in the DNA of the spirit that God has given us. It is faith. It is clear that Jesus and the apostles in the word of God called every early disciple to believe, repent and be baptised. And so some of us sitting here who haven't yet taken that step to be water baptised, it's next week. This is the perfect message for you. We don't need to hear a word from God because the word has already been spoken. You choose your decisive moment. It's time. It's time. It's time. Your decisive moment is now. Number four, Moses journeyed through doubting moments. Moses goes to Pharaoh. Let my people go. Pharaoh responds with harsher labor. Oh, great. 
What have I done? In Exodus 6, 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. And then the Lord says to Moses, Go and tell the Israelites to get ready. Go and tell the Israelites, remind the Israelites of what is going to happen. And the Israelites don't listen. They start complaining. They get ticked off. And in verse 12, Moses says to the Lord, If the Israelites will not listen to me, why would Pharaoh listen to me? Since I speak with faltering lips. Have you ever had a passion for something? Ever been confident that you've heard from God about that thing? And, and you've be begun the process of stepping out into that thing. And then we've, when we've hit the first hurdle, the doubt starts come flooding in. And we can doubt God and we can doubt ourselves. Maybe in our, in our marriages or our parenting and our relationships, maybe starting that business or stepping up into leadership. Maybe it's in our tithing, in our finances, our careers. When we face opposition or challenging times, the, the doubt can come and stop us in our tracks. And we can lose sight of the big picture. The words from God can fade and we can question it all. But Moses came through his doubt. Moses was able to see through his doubt. He didn't see his doubt as a reason to stop. He didn't see his doubt as a reason to throw the baby out with the bathwater and forget about God. He did what God asked him to do. He went back to Pharaoh. He journeyed through those doubts by taking them to God. Your doubts are not the end. They're not the sign to give up. They're a sign to go to God so we can have strength to journey through. Last point for this morning, Ben, if you want to come up. Moses stretched out in deliverance moments. Exodus 14, verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up. And there were the Egyptians mar marching after them. The, the Israelites has got to the, had got to the banks of the Red Sea. They'd been led there by Moses. But then they look back and they see their enemies descending upon them. They were terrified and they cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Stretch your staff and uh, raise your staff and stretch out your hands over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Verse 26. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. 
And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Stretch out your hand. God didn't just, He didn't say, Moses, just rock up to the sea and by the time you get there, it's going to be sorted. You don't need to do anything. Just stand there. He said, raise your staff and stretch out your hand. Was God aware that Hollywood would exist one day? And that we'd need this real dramatic image for our senses? It looks much more impressive raising your staff and stretching out your hand than Moses standing there with his arms folded, looking at his watch going, come on, God. Stretch out your hand. The very definition of deliverance is the action of setting free. A deliverance moment for the Israelites required an action from their leader. Deliverance came in a moment for them. But freedom into the promised land was a long journey from that moment. And you get the sense today that we keep coming back to this reality of freedom. Essentially, the story of Moses is a story of freedom. For people of faith, for you and I, freedom is our promise and our purpose. To live in freedom personally and to bring freedom to others. And a moment of deliverance for you and I can lead to a life of freedom. But it requires a stretch. It requires an action. It requires a change. It requires a positioning. And now part of me was thinking when the enemy's running you down, got you cornered and you're on the verge of capture and defeat, the last thing you want to do is stretch. The last thing you want to do is stretch. You're done. It's all over. Or is it? Because at the same time, if you've been a victim, if you and I have been a victim or a prisoner or a slave for so long, you see the Israelites were slaves for 430 years. If you and I have been slaves to something or bound by something or a victim of something and then all of a sudden you see that freedom can be a possibility, I think you're going to be willing to do whatever it takes. I think you're going to be willing to do anything if you can see a glimpse of freedom, if you can see a glimpse of a new normal, if you can see a glimpse of the past leaving you, of fear going, of insecurity, of indecision going, I'm willing to stretch. I'm willing to stretch, are you? I'm willing to stretch, are you? So what does stretch look like? We're going to have a stretch moment in, in, in a few minutes, but what does a stretch moment look like tomorrow? Maybe it's increasing our daily prayer time. Maybe it's a season of fasting. Maybe it's committing to ascend Sunday nights for the next month. Maybe with that addiction or that thing that we're struggling with that we can't break free from. Maybe it's talking to a connect group leader or a trusted friend or our pastor to have that moment of of light coming in. 
as you and I stretch, let's believe that in a moment deliverance can take place and freedom can be stepped into. And you see, through all of these moments that Moses had in life, good or not so good, there was one thing that was constant. His relationship with God. His closeness with God. He went to God. He walked with God. He complained to God. He argued with God. He told God he had the wrong plan and the wrong person. He pleaded with God for the stubborn Israelites. He received the discipline that God gave him, but he never stopped trusting in God's character and God's plans. Moses had a real and close relationship with God, and so can all of us. Every single one of us on this planet, we can step into a close and real relationship with God. And I want to invite people here today. Maybe you're not in a close relationship with God. Maybe you've never stepped into a relationship with God. You've never opened your heart and asked God to come close. I want to provide an opportunity, a moment for you to step into that relationship. Maybe you've done that at some point, but you're sitting here today and you know you're distant from Him. And there's many reasons why we may not have stepped into a relationship with God or maybe stepped away from a relationship with God. Maybe it has been that destructive moment that happened earlier. Maybe it has been significant doubting moments that has led to a doubting mindset. Do you know that through Jesus, God has made a way so that nothing, nothing, no fear, no sin, no doubts, no destructive moment, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Romans 8, 38 to 39 is my favourite scripture of all time and it's hanging on my wall in my office. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus Christ came. God incarnate, came as a human being. He died for you and me. He died for our sin. He died so that the sin and the past and the fear and the insecurity, none of those things could prevent us from encountering and experiencing the love of God. He died on that cross as a sacrifice for our sins and then He rose from the dead so that we can step into reality, so that, sorry, we can step into freedom, so that freedom can be a reality in our lives. We can live free. We can live free. Freedom is the purpose and the plan and the promise for people of God. And I want to give everybody an opportunity, if we haven't ever done that before, or we've walked away from God, to step in a relationship. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.